Welcome to the media ministry of Crossroads Church Aspen. To learn more about Crossroads, visit our website at ccaspen.com. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Steve Woodrow. But if you're joining us for the first time, we have been in a uh, series in the book of Revelation. And we are moving into chapter 4 this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can uh, turn to chapter 4 uh, into the throne room. And so uh, that's what we're talking about this morning is God is on his throne. And uh, let me just step back and give just kind of a general overview, outline of the, of the revelation. Very simple, four movements. Uh, and we're just making our way through this, this wonderful book um, that Jesus has given us for his church to be ready. And for us to uh, develop our ears to hear what is the Spirit saying to the church? How is God leading us um, as we move forward? So the first movement, chapter 1 of Revelation, is the vision of Jesus. We've been there. We've seen this is the glorified Jesus revealed himself to John. And that's kind of where everything starts, right? Is, is with Jesus and getting a fresh vision for who Christ is and what he's done. And then uh, we've just, last week, finished up the seven letters. Jesus gave seven clear messages to seven historical churches. But um, he ends each one of those with this tagline, He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So all seven of those, seven in Revelation, is the perfect number, it's the complete number. Those seven real letters to real churches, seven real churches, are also a larger message to the church throughout time, to believers, right, to tune our ears in. So I'm going to give you a little heads up in the sense that uh, here we're going to end this time, and we'll do this throughout our study in Revelation. We'll take some extended time on Sunday morning just to listen to God, listen to the Holy Spirit. And this might be foreign to you, that's why we have the microphones up here, but uh, God's word says as part of when his people come together in, in worship, in church, is that we're to be a prophetic people. That means that we're to listen to the word of God and we're to bring encouragement, uh, graceful words that build up the body of Christ. And whether it's to the whole church or whether it's just individually or hopefully we'll move into a time, even if it's somebody you need to text today, you need to call today and just give a word, right, of encouragement, words of grace that push them on, right, towards God and encourage them. And Lord knows, right, we need a lot of that uh, today, don't we? Um, and so that's the, the second movement, the vision of Jesus, a vision of his church, we can't have a healthy idea of his church until we have a vision of Jesus. And now, this morning, we're entering into the bulk, the guts of Revelation, which is chapter 4 through about 19. And uh, this, in this section is where we will see this, this uh, battle between the kingdoms of the world and the kingdom of God from the beginning of time until the end. And where is the church's role in this? What, are, what, are we, what does God lay out for us? What to look for? What do we, can we expect? How can we be ready? Um, how can we stand strong in the midst of this battle? What are the things we're to look for? And as we move through this section, right, we're going to be challenged in here to really how much are we holding on? Is our hope focused on the kingdoms of the world, the culture, what the world has to offer? Or is our hope, is our hope and our desire for the future rooted in the kingdom of God and all the blessings of God? 
And so this is where we're going to dive in. We're going to be here for several weeks. The last movement, right, the last chapter is the new heaven and new earth. This is the end. This is God's ultimate desire to bring all things together, right? Renew this beautiful earth and bring heaven here. So we can again, right, have back to the garden, God dwelling with us. This is his desire. He desires to be with us. He desires us to reign and rule with him, take dominion as he gave Adam and Eve over this creation. And uh, we'll get into the details, right, of that as we, as we move along. So chapter 4, the throne room, as we begin this movement into the guts, shall we say, of Revelation, we start with a vision of God's throne. In the throne room of heaven itself. And, and that just sets a tone because we have to stay focused on that as we move into some of this stuff that's pretty hard, hard stuff, right? For, that we're going to be diving into the reality of our world and where things are heading and uh, the reality of where we're headed. And uh, so we start with the throne room. And I just give you this statement and, that, and uh, to let it sink in. Hopefully, you'll take this. And kind of just use it as a chance to really encourage yourself and others. Especially, I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but I think these are the most uncertain times we've ever lived through, right? There's more every day, something, every week, something new happens, right? And uh, it's an interesting time. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's a lot, and things are moving faster now than ever before. And so how do we, how do we settle ourselves? Where's our rock? How do we, how do we stay, uh, you know, the, the world likes to talk about being centered. Well, um, we need to make sure that our center is not ourself or anything else, but it's the throne, it's God himself. And God is on his throne. And that's just great language to encourage each other. No matter what's going on, is we can step back and we can assure ourselves, hey, but God is on his throne. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust him. He's got everything in his hands. And he promises, if I know him, that no one or anything can harm me or snatch me out of his hands, is that I'm his. He's on his throne. And if he's on his throne, we can be patient. Right? We don't have to get all worked up, right? Is that he has a timeline and he's in charge. He's sovereign. We're not, thankfully. And uh, we can be patient. We can wait on him. And this is all we're to ask, seek, and knock, and trust him in his word, rest in him, and, and, and have eyes open to what he sees. And we can be at peace. We can experience shalom. If we understand and if our, our rock, our center is God on his throne, we can live in shalom and peace in the midst of raging storms. And we can bring that encouragement to others. And finally, we can rest in his purpose, right? Is to know that, look, his, my purpose needs to be within his purpose. Scripture says he's created each of you uniquely with a purpose, right? A plan to be carried out in his larger plan. And that's where the real abundance comes in. And uh, if I have him at the center of things and not myself or any the, anybody else or anything, then guess what? It opens this door, right, for me to walk in my purpose, my unique purpose that God, right, has, has given me. So this idea of a throne, you know, um, I, I just ask you, who else do you want on the throne? Right? I mean, who else would you want on the throne? And the, the harsh reality is so many people today don't want God on the throne. And in all of our lives, that's how many of us have lived for a long time is, you know, really living with us on the throne. Or our hope is maybe some political leader or some other person on the throne. You know, um, boy, well, who else do we want on the throne? I mean, do you really want yourself on the throne? And this is a beautiful avenue, right, to talk to others, right, as a great discussion of, hey, who's on the throne of the universe? 
Who's, who's got, who do you think has this all? What's the hope of the world, the universe? Who's at the center of all this? And, and so wield it down to, well, do you really think that we as mankind, do you really think that any government we put together is going to solve the problems? Any earthly leader is going to really solve the problems and, and just kind of pull that out of people? And as, as everything is going on, everything that's so quickly moving forward, my question for everyone is, where is this going? Where is the vision? All this fast-moving cultural change is who has a vision? Who has shared anybody in leadership who has shared right what the future of all these changes that are coming so quick, what does that look like? Nobody has an idea what that is. Scripture tells us where it's headed, right? And uh, again, the question is who do you want on the throne? Or who do you want ruling, really? And this is at the heart of the song Derek led us, I surrender all. Is God on the throne? Is he on the throne? Because if he's not, that means that I am, or I try to put the world in, me and the world, or something in the kingdom of the world. And I can promise you that's the most stressful, (laughs) unhopeful place to be. Uh, The most anxious place to be. There's no security in that at all. And this is the good news for people, is that God's on his throne. And if you know Jesus, if you walk with Jesus, is that you can rest in that. Is you have that abundance and the assurance that uh, what God has for us. So with that said, let me um, just dive in. I want to read uh, chapter 4 of Revelation for us. And as I said, we're going to take some time, some extended time, just to encourage each other. Just to rest, be quiet before the Lord. And listen to what he has to say to us. So Father, we just thank you this morning. And everybody watching online is well with us here Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your spirit would move. Lord, open our ears, God. We need revelation. We need to hear from you. We need to, to Lord, to hold on to your word. We need to recalibrate our lives so that you are on the throne of our lives. And, and Lord, that our hope is, is in you, God. You are on the throne. And Father, I pray you'll speak to us now this morning. And Lord, let your, let your words, your encouragement come this morning among us as we um, come, Lord, before you, desperate, Lord, for you to speak to us and to encourage us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So after this, I looked, and behold, a door was standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, come up here. I will show you what must take place after this. Um, this is Jesus, go back to chapter 1, this is Jesus who was revealed himself in his glory to John, and Jesus is saying to him again, right, come up here, John, I'll show you what must take place after this, after, right, this, the part we've been in, the vision of the churches, right, the message of the churches. So this is the introductory, after this moves us into the guts of Revelation, into a whole new process, Okay. At once I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne, and he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads, and from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are 
are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. And the first creature, like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third creature was with the face of a man. And the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the living Creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and they worship him whose lives for, um, uh, who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed. And we're created. The word of God. So, um, wow. He just moves us into this place with language. I mean, John is doing the best he can to, to try to write down what he's experiencing. What he's seeing in the very throne room of, of God. At the center of the universe. Now, um, let me just walk through a couple of these things. First of all, Jesus comes to John and says, come up here. I'm going to show you what needs to take place after this. Folks, is the reality of revelation. Is This is not just for John. This is written to all of us. Right? There is this open heaven that we talked about um, last week that is um, available to God's people if we seek God. Jesus wants to come to us and he is the one who leads us to the Father. Right, he's the one, he's our Savior and Lord. He's the one that gives us insight into the kingdom. And, and just this experience, he wants to take us right to, the, to that place. And, and we need this in our lives, a fresh sense of revelation. John says, I'm caught up in the Spirit. We're spirit people. If we know Jesus, the Holy Spirit resides in us. And we are to learn to lean into the things of the Spirit, right? The things of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, right? And we're to learn to live from that center, that connects us with God. And that's a process that we need to learn to walk with each other, encourage each other, right? How to, how to do that. And he goes on to describe, he takes John up there and he, he, he gets this vision of, of the, uh, the throne room of God. And, and they come down here to verse four and it talks about God's on his throne and, and uh, the, the, boy, the, the appearance, all he can describe is the person sitting there and around it um, in the appearance was Jasper and Cornelian. And all through the, te- the, the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, you have um, precious gems talked about. And many of them were put into the priest, priestly garments. Um, these, some of these gems mentioned here, you find them in the Garden of Eden even. Right in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, we'll get to this, is actually a temp- the temple of God was the garden of God, where God met with Adam and Eve. This is what he's restoring. He was on the earth. But after Adam and Eve fell, right, the angel blocked off Eden, right, until the one who could open the seals, as we're going to see next week, and provide a way back in, right, to heaven, back into the presence of God. And this is what Jesus is accomplishing, bringing all of us in reconciliation, heaven and earth, all together again, restoring what was lost, right, in the, in the beginning, and making it eternal. So making it even, even better. And around the throne were 24 thrones. Don't miss this. 
24 thrones, and there's at the center is the throne of God. Around it, the focal point, right, of all the worshipers, the, cre- the living creatures, the elders around the thrones, was God's presence in his throne. Now, all kinds of two primary things. Who are these elders around the throne? Some think that they're a representative of the New Testament 12 and the Old Testament um, tribes or something. I don't see that. I personally see because of the language used, as we'll get to in Revelation, the way they talk, they talk as being separate from humanity who is saved, um, is that most likely these are some kind of angelic host of heaven Right, the council of God. You could go to Isaiah twenty uh, four twenty three. You could go to First Kings twenty two. There's multi, uh, Psalms eighty nine. You could go to that talk about that God in His presence. He has a host of angelic, glorious beings and a multitude of innumerable angels constantly worshiping around Him. And remember back to uh, uh, the, the beginning of of uh, Genesis where He says, "Let us make man in our image." Right. Who's the us? It's the host of heaven. Obviously, Trinity is at the center of that, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? But it's the, uh, it's the host of heaven, right? And uh, we see the Holy Spirit here with the seven burning flames around the throne, right? Which is the Holy Spirit um, itself. So I, I think these 24 are just part of that host of heaven, God's divine counsel, um, that we will track as we move into this a, a little bit and knowing, folks, that there's a larger array in heaven of things that we can't even conceive of. So don't let that freak you out, right? Why is it we can go to a, a movie and, and be and, and create? And how is it that we have the ability to create something, right, that's, that's beyond reality? Just need you to think about that, right? How, how can we th- create something that's beyond a reality out there? Where did that, if we evolved, how is it possible that I can come and think of something more glorious or, or wonderful or evil than what reality is? Without revelation. Without supernatural revelation, right? And um, again, it was, I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, you know, he, he kind of laughed at all the, you know, evolution stuff, right? The Big Bang stuff. He says, how is it possible that we creatures could think about something more glorious Right, then the universe itself, where did that come from? How is it possible we could come up with something more glorious if we just evolved? Impossible, right? And uh, God is at the center, right, of his, of his universe. And um, the seven torches, the seven spirits of God, we've seen that already. That's the fullness of the Spirit's presence, right, that unites our hearts, right, that's been poured out by Jesus into us, that brings us into this communion book of Hebrews goes into more detail about what that worship looks like, right? And uh, this sea of glass, you just see this, the, he's just trying the best he can to, to frame all this. And this is around the throne, each side of the throne, these four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. And, and this goes back to, again, folks, if you have a question about something in the New Testament, its background is in the Old Testament. And the only way you're going to get a healthy interpretation of the New Testament is that it's connected to what was said in the Old Testament. It fits together wonderfully. This goes back to Ezekiel's a vision of the throne of God, Ezekiel chapter 1, and to uh, several other uh, um, visions of the throne room of God in the Old Testament, right? And these four creatures... Uh, and in Ezekiel, it talks about the wheels inside of wheels. Like, what is all that about? What is the eyes here and there all about? And, and, uh, to, and, um, uh, and let me just expand our thinking here uh, about God's throne. 
But um, the idea these four living creatures are actually um, from the Babylonian zodiac. Now, I'm not talking about astrology here that's cultish. I'm talking about the zodiac, the stars, right? And even today, you can go to ancient synagogues and the zodiac is there. Not astrology, cultic, but the zodiac. In other words, giving God's glory in the heavens that he created. You go to the book of Job, it talks about Right? God's handiwork in the skies. And when it talks about eyes in Hebrew and in, in other things, the, this idea of eyes is also another language for stars, right? And for the heavenly realm of which we have only with our telescopes can only go far. It's just vast, right? It's this incredible vastness and glory of God. And so many think that these living creatures, though they are a part of the host of heaven, that they're representing Right, God at the center of the universe and around God is the universe and all of the stars. This pictures, when it talks about in day and night, they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. It's the universe, whether it's black holes, whether it's stars, whether it's all the glory of the mystery of what is out there, is this is, his throne is at the center of this. Everything created by his hand is speaking of his glory, right, and his goodness. And, and this idea of the eyes inside and out is, and back to Ezekiel, it talks about the wheels of, around the, the throne. This all connects to time and space. God is the one who has, right, all of the mechanisms of time and space working together beautifully for his purposes. Again, with God at the center of time, not man and the kingdom of the world. God is at the center, right? And um, so I just throw this out as just, a, as just an encouragement to, to kind of vamp up, right? Um, when you go out and you see the beauty of the stars, when you hike here in Aspen, you see the beauty of the colors and, and everything out here is, is go here. Realize all creation, it says. Remember what Jesus said when he was walking into uh, Jerusalem, right? And, and the Pharisees were saying, oh, tell the people to stop worshiping. What did he say? And if they stop, even the rocks will cry out in praise. In other words, at the presence of God, all creation, and uh, you know, in the old times, it has this beautiful language. Even the you know the trees will clap their hands. And on that day, when He renews this place, folks, I'm telling you, it's going to be mind blowing because we will enter into a worship where all creation again is renewed and giving glory to God. All the universe, all the stars that are their glory is giving glory to God. And and so, I, when you have a powder day, when you are walking, hiking, any time you enjoy creation, the follower of Jesus has God at the center, and this is just a small expression of his glory right and you look up at the stars and just fall in line with the rhythm of the universe holy 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 is the lord god almighty right who was who is and who is yet to come that is to be our heartbeat as we enjoy all of 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 creation now think about it there's the folks that don't want god on the throne that don't want god at all in their life right is um think about for them they go out and they enjoy this creation and everything all they have folks all they have is the yolo all they have is living for the now elich soak it up right now they have no perspective of the past the god who was 
They have no past or connection of their walking among this creation blind to the one who formed it, to the one who formed them. And they're going to live and walk through life. It's called darkness. It's called being lost without knowing the very one who breathed into them who wants them to enjoy this. All they can do is have this little myopic idea of, wow, this is beautiful. I got to live in the moment. I got to suck it up. I got to take that gap year and go just fine and live in the moment, right? Of what I have. That's all they have. And, and it says, and he who is the presence of rejoicing with all creation to know that God is present with you. Holy Spirit is in you. At that very moment, you're joining in the worship of, of God Almighty with him at the center. And he who is what? His to come. Is to know that we're rejoicing here that we can look and we know that he's going to renew this. We know there's a to come. We know there's a mighty and glorious inheritance that God has for all of his people. And that we have waiting for us. That he's, and we're going to get into Revelation that he rolls out to his bride, to his children, the glory of what he has yet to do. That will just elevate, right, how we enjoy, right, uh, God's creation, right? And in a beautiful bridge, right, to bring people into that, into that discussion loop, right? And of course, um, it, it says the elders, when, when those creatures, when all that's going 24-7, that the, the, um, uh, that the elders around the throne that go into praise, right? Folks, in the presence of God, where the Spirit of God is, where the presence of God is, worship breaks out. Okay, it is impossible to silence, as Jesus says, even the rocks will cry out, right? The stars are giving off glory unto God. Right, every bit of, of creation, and, and we, the center of his creation, all right, the, we're made in his image, right? Is how much more should we be constantly giving him glory, right, and giving him worship? And why does the church gather together for worship? It's simply because if God promises to be here, there should be no other, exp- we're not singing songs, we're giving him praise, and we're inviting his presence right into this environment, whether it's a small, you know, one of our little microchurch meetings or whether we meet in, as a larger group is we are about giving him praise. It is about him, not the kingdom of this world, not the things of man, not my flesh, right? Not my desire. It is about getting him, right? Boy, refocus with him on the throne of my life. His perspective um, is, is what is needed. And um, my encouragement, uh, folks, in this is, again, what a great bridge, especially now, to be able to walk alongside people and just ask them, what's the center of your universe? Right? Where is your, what, what, what in your life makes sense of the past? Past history, their past life. What, currently, what's going on? And, and the future. What, what, what is bringing it all together for you? Right? And then you'll be able to share that, hey, for me, God's on his throne. He's sovereign. He's the God who was, who is, and who is to come. And, 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 and he has glorious things ready for his people if they will open their hearts, right? And his, his arms of grace and mercy are open to those. Our role, right, is to be that salt and light, is to be that worshiper, right? And what does he say? Let your good work shine. This is Matthew 5. Uh, before mankind, let your good work shine before man so they may see your good works and what? And glorify your Father in heaven. Right? Glorify. They would see, wow, you know, I need that. I need God on the center. I see the joy. I see the peace. I see the purpose and how all this ties together and, um, and draws people in to the Lord, right? That's the mission of the church, right? Go make disciples. Share that good news. And uh, I think it was John Piper who said, you know, where, uh, where there's missions, it's, it's because of a lack of, mission, of worship. 
Right? Where we need to bring mission is, is where there's no worship. Where people don't have God at the center on his throne is where we need, that's where we've got to go. That's where we've got to go bring the worship. We've got to take things vertical, right? And, and bring into that environment, right? God is on his throne. He's worthy to be trusted and given glory to. And um, better start now because everybody's going to eventually, right? And, um, and so I just encourage you, if, if, if you're unsure, you're wrestling with God at the center of how Jesus is the one that saves us. He's the one who puts us in that place. We'd love to talk to you, pray with you. We'd love to journey with you what that's all about and uh, what it means to make Jesus our Savior, our Lord, so that God's throne is at the center of our life. What it means for God to be ruling and reigning in our life. What it means to... Uh, walk in the abundant life that Jesus has for us. What it means to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, to be a Spirit-filled person. What does that mean? Right? That when you know the Spirit, right? Jesus promised streams of living water, right? Flowing out. Um, what does all that mean? Is, is boy, we, this is what we're about. Churches journeying with each other, right? In, in groups and Bible studies and subject groups and uh, all of the things that we have offered to rub shoulders, encourage each other, right? That way. But just in closing, Derek, y'all can um, come on up when you're ready. Um, but I just want us to have time here this morning just to, uh, just to, and we'll do this, as I said, throughout this study. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know about you, but it is hard to be quiet. My, I have a brain that just goes, 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 and even waking up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, i got to turn this off. You know, I'm thinking about a thousand things. It is difficult, more and more difficult, I think, to be a person of peace in this environment where that is fastly changing, right? And how to rest. Has anybody taught you how to rest in the Lord? And, and you just go, go study the Bible is God only spoke profoundly detailed into people's lives after they had extended time of being unplugged and in the presence of God. And we think we can just go a little, you know, half an hour quiet time in the morning and have God speak to us. Oh, don't get me wrong. There'll be some there, but we need a lot more than that. And we need to learn to rest and enjoy his presence. Expect him to speak. And so let me just pray. I just pray us into this. And just, folks, just take a deep breath. Try to just have your mind focused on the throne of God. Not on your day. Not on your troubles. Not on your worries. And when those come to your mind, this is what I'm trying to do. Is when things come to mind, I just hand it over. I surrender. Lord, I surrender that to you. God, I trust you with that. I don't want to, it's not going to do me any good to just let my brain rattle around with it. And I'm telling you, this is tough for me. Lord, it's yours. It's yours, Lord. Just, I'm available to do what you need me to do in that situation. Let me rest before you. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we stand on your truth that your Spirit is with us and moving, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us. Come move among us here, Lord. Bring your, your power and presence in a manifest way among your people this morning, God. Father, as we take a deep breath, just Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Fill our lungs, our mind, our thinking. Father, I just pray we all with open hands, Lord, can just lift up to you our anxiety, our worries, our big questions. We trust you, Father. You're on the throne. You're on the throne and you are sovereign and good and glorious. We trust you, God. 
And all the things, Lord, I think of David and how he said he, he, oh, he repented for dwelling on things that his mind could not handle. And Lord, I repent of that myself. I, Lord, I hand it to you, God. Come now with your peace, your shalom, Holy Spirit. And Lord, you tell us that we're to be a prophetic people, that we're to be a people that encourage each other with your words, your truth. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, you'd come now. And Lord, maybe you're putting somebody on our heart for us to call later today or this week. And Lord, maybe you have this morning just some encouragement for us to share with each other. Lord, to build each other up, to encourage each other. God, from your heart, from your word. Yes, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, expand our eyes, Father. Lord, I just pray for each person here and watching online. Lord, I I pray for a new season of resting in your presence. And Lord, setting our eyes on the things above, setting our eyes on the throne room, God, on your presence and the glory of your presence. And Lord, you invite us in. Jesus, you've made access. You've made a way. Lord, let us not stay on the outside. Let us run. Let us run, God. Your arms are open wide. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd come and unleash, Lord, your gift of insight, revelation to us that we would hear from you, Lord, that we might bring some incredible encouragement, Lord. We love you, God. Let's rest in you now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. To hear other messages or learn more about Crossroads Church, visit our website at ccaspen.com.